3: Before we start the show, I've got to get you the inside scoop on the best electrician in town. That's right, it is Piper Electric. They've been around for over 35 years, and they are the most fairly priced, dependable, and trustworthy electrical contracting companies in the Denver community. Best part is, if you call 202-646-6765, Piper Electric will hook you up with a DNVR back-to-school special, and you'll save 20% off your next service call That's great. No job is too big or too small, so don't forget to call our friends over at Piper Electric. Let's start the show.
1: Nobody out. Three and two on Charlotte. Jokic
0: gets it across the timeline. Gets a high pick and pop with Murray. Lindsey breaking through. Taken away by Nathan
4: McKinnon. Two on two with Landis Dom
1: two hands, Nikola Jokic save me by
2: Grovauer with the left pad. Oh goodness gracious me! Take a good look. You won't see it for long. Two run home run. Trevor Story. Touchdown.
3: Welcome into the Denver Sports Podcast presented by Breckenridge Brewery, home of the greatest beers in Colorado. All of our favorite beers. Rudo's even enjoying a beer right now.
1: A breakfast beer. A breakfast <laughs> beer. Colorado
3: <laughs>
2: core. It is 11.39. So Please relax.
3: As you can hear, I have Ryan Konigsberg here, Henry Chisholm. I almost called you Hank. We're just going to go with Hank. Rudo, Adam. Andre on the board, and then Kale on the live. I think we
1: need to only refer to Kale as intern Kale, though. Intern? Super intern.
0: Until he... It's like super super mascot
3: Rocky, super Uh, intern Kale. I'm sticking
4: with Kale Kale. Kale. until the end of Kale. (laughs) Well, that is
3: the proper way, so... (laughs) Phonetically. Yeah, yesterday on our uh, Avs Weekly Breakdown, I introduced Rudo as Nathan Rudolph, but, as the internet folks like to call him, Rudo. And we, we went into a deep dive about your nickname yeah
4: now all the non-internet folks call me rudo too so. <laughs> there are non-internet folks
3: uh, i
4: mean i guess i have to see you guys in person at least yeah, so that's true that's true
3: all right well we've got a good amount to talk about the abs are 2-0 and undefeated we got to see michael porter jr last night for a little bit we wanted to see more of it do we got enough. I mean, come on. I
0: wanted <laughs> I wanted to see him the entire I mean, time. He was on pace to go minutes. for 30, I'm just saying. That's
1: true. It's a, good <laughs> wise. It's a great point.
3: Uh, Michael Malone just didn't want us to see him. Uh, what was it? He wanted everyone to stay and watch the rest of the team before Michael Porter Jr. It, came it out? It was
1: honestly the greatest troll move ever. So <laughs> he, he, obviously it was they wanted Barton and Craig in the first half and then Wancho and B.J. in the second half. But it was hilarious that we were waiting – he should have just said something at the start so everybody yeah. kind of knew, like, hey, this is what we're doing. He'll play in the second half.
0: Right. Also,
3: he had his warm-up off, like, the entire time. So it was like, is he ready? He's ready. Is you he going to go? You think that his
1: fault? Like, he doesn't realize? He's like, oh, we're supposed to put the warm-ups back on? Aww. Do you wonder about the NBA sometimes? <laughs> and Just sports in general. Do, do people, like, sit you down and be like, hey, man, so we wear... You know, on the bench, we wear our shooting shirts, and like is it, maybe nobody ever told him that. He just, didn't true. Know. I mean, he's, he's
0: definitely up. not used to being on the bench ever during a <laughs> <the> game,
3: but <laughs> he sat there all of last season. He watched the guys, he got to wear a nice little suit pretty much every time. But he watched his teammates. No,
1: nobody got to the bottom of the story. I want to know why his, why his shooting Adam, shirt was off. All right, I'm job. on it. I'm on it. <laughs> a week from now when he's in town I'm like hey remember last week like, what?
4: The if, he, if he's wearing the jumper in game two then you know he messed yeah. up Yeah,
1: I wonder if yeah the Nuggets are probably like giving him a hard time about this I hope they are
4: like dude what were you
1: doing you knew you weren't playing in the first half <laughs> was it hot um, just, the warm-up worked
0: he was really warm that's true it, it was warm. that's true it was we're warm.
3: Shot. Who are we to Question. um we'll we'll say on this nuggets train we got to they played the uh portland trailblazers last night for their first preseason game first of four we got to see a few rotations in the small forward position adam what were a few takeaways you had from that game
1: um you know You get a look at all four four guys. Mm -hmm. Will Barton, who I thought was a little bit up and down, but the thing I saw out of him, last year hurt for most of the season, actually all of the season really, minus six quarters – and the big question was, is he going to be fully recovered? Sometimes when you have that big of an injury, psychologically it sticks with you. And I thought that there was a couple different times where he went hard to the basket, finished, converted, had the alley dunk. That made me think, okay, we didn't see this from him last year. I think he had like a dozen dunks total last year, mm-hmm. which this is a guy who competed in the dunk contest. Mm-hmm. So to see him get one in the first preseason game back and only playing a half and still getting one, that was encouraging. Torrey Craig looked exactly like Tory Craig. <laughs> Juan Jordan Gomez looked exactly like Juan Jordan Gomez. <laughs> and then Michael Porter Jr. People don't realize this. I cover this team extremely close. I follow him all the time. I have no idea what kind of player Michael Porter Jr. is. <laughs> so last night, getting to actually see him and just be like, okay, the first little taste of what kind of person and player he is, it was just, I don't even care what my notes are. It's just like now I finally know, have something yeah. to talk about. It's crazy because the like the hype on him is that
0: he could be, you know, uh, name any superstar like Kevin that, Durant, right? Like that's yeah. his ceiling. But as I watched last night, I'm I'm thinking to myself, well, if he's just that, if he's just a guy who gets buckets, <laughs> then he could be really valuable for this team. You know, you just you put him out there when you're resting most of the starters. You have like a second unit out there, and it's like plumly and. Uh, you know, Monte Morris and guys who aren't natural scorers. And, and when the shot clock gets down below eight, you just throw it to him and you're just like, go get your own shot. That could be really valuable for this team.
3: What would also be nice is some defense from him too, <laughs> though. Just a little. <laughs> this, would be nice. this team needs that defensive help.
0: I thought the def- uh, like defensively, I thought is where you saw his like uh, apprehensiveness based on his injury history. I thought it was like, he's a little, uh, a little adverse to
1: contact. I don't know that his athleticism translates to the defensive end just yet. Um, that's what's funny is he's such a super athlete. And offensively, when he gets in the open court, you see it—he glides. He just gets above the rim so easily. Defensively, yeah, he gets blown by. And look, man, I'm grading him on the least steep curve in history here. Right? This was the—I f- just wanted to see him get through 12 minutes and not get hurt and to run around out there. Oh my
3: God! Could you imagine if he got hurt? I could imagine, and oh, I had spent no. a lot of my life imagining that over the last
1: <laughs> touch year. That's would. That's would. We're touching
3: wood folks um let's talk about his trash talking though he, yeah. he made a bucket and he turns to the bench like that, that's what we like to see yeah <laughs>
1: oh I loved it um so here's the interesting thing about mpJ the injury concern is by far concern number one concern number two is this guy has been a star since the seventh grade and A little bit of a I don't want to say hi all these words are buzzwords but he's extremely confident in himself you know maybe likes to take every shot not just you you know whatever so one of the big questions was how is he going to fit in and I think he said all the right things there was this great quote uh I saw from Nick Kosmider reported on this after the game where Nikola Jokic took him in after the game and was like hey man immediately here's some like just coaching him up and Michael Porter Jr is just absorbing it like man he's such a smart player i just listening to everything he said. So last night you got the trash talking to the bench which is like keeping the good part of that cockiness and self-confidence but you also get the humility of him being like man these guys around me are real smart. So mm-hmm. your hope is that he keeps the good part of that and and brings it and gets rid of the bad part <laughs> of it which we're only one game in but it looks good.
0: Especially after he made that first shot i felt like i could feel him struggling with the fact that he couldn't just take the ball and shoot it every single time down the court.
1: Some guys have to heat check after like three makes and some people heat check after one <laughs> i think michael <laughs> porter jr is a guy that he checks after one so you're right his first shot was almost a heat check
5: like the kind of way he jumped in like that was a step back like i don't know he he definitely you knew as soon as he got the ball he's, he's yeah. like i'm, yeah. I'm going one am, on I, am I still michael porter jr oh yep still still, still am. Am. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but but yeah i mean he didn't look like he totally fit in like he you could tell just watching him that he was not accustomed to playing real basketball like there was a little bit of this like awkwardness. I'm not sure what it was, but I don't know. The talent was so obvious that you just hope that the rest of it comes along. I guess this is a stupid
1: metaphor, but we all do podcasting. Can you imagine if you went two years without doing a podcast and then you jumped into one, a live one at the highest level, like you know, whatever? I mean, so this, this one, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you you right, up the right table. Right here. You'd probably stutter or whatever. So um i think it's the exact same for him man so much of this is he has the talent and stuff but the timing and everything is off and he had a funny quote too after the game where he said that first shot the ball didn't feel natural in his hand and he's like so i took like three dribbles because every dribble just felt weird and it's like yeah i can relate to that (laughs) (laughs) everything was just flowing through him at that moment that he's like oh god i just gotta shoot it and it drained it
4: easy money my only question is does he skip leg day (laughs) <laughs> because I come from hockey, where everyone yeah. has tree trunks for legs, <laughs> and he's got these little like toothpicks down for calves. Well, <laughs> look at Kevin
0: Durant. Yeah, yeah he gets so many you know comparisons to
1: Giannis Attentacumpo I mean, the, that's the funny thing, right? Hockey bodies and basketball bodies very, are pretty different. very different. Yeah. Yeah. Sam Girard's probably not making it in the NBA, and I don't think oh. Michael Porter Jr. for more would. reasons than yeah, one. I think but. height and everything. But yeah, he he does have the skinny legs. But you know what? His vertical is insane. I mean, the guy gets up. We haven't actually fully seen this yet, by the way. We see this in practice, and sometimes he'll put on the dunk shows or whatever, and you'll see him on Instagram. But we haven't seen it in the game. His athleticism is unique. It's like those type that caliber player that you're talking about, where there's going to be certain players who are really, really good, who are six five and average athletes that can do everything technically sound, and he's just going to dunk on them because it's like you can't jump as high as I can. And that's a big part of basketball. And I
5: feel like you saw that last night, where there were parts where like a. a shot would miss and he'd jump up and he'd just jump up with one hand and just throw his hand up above the rim and you're like well what are you even doing like you're not you're not (laughs) going to get the ball doing that but if you figure out what to do with that then you are going to be a superstar
0: Yeah. like I said I think as soon as he gets the confidence in his body that he can go and and you know and wrestle around a little bit in there I think you're going to see him start
1: to be able to hone those skills into rebounding and defense and that sort of thing and there's one other piece we're not talking about so you mentioned something earlier Ryan about how he hits those tough shots and it's like what a great thing that is Nikola Jokic wasn't playing last night mm-hmm. the Denver Nuggets are completely different when he plays because everyone gets easy buckets and a big talking point out of training camp is how much MPJ has been focused on what to do how to cut and how to play off ball because he's never really had that role yeah. and he I think everybody on the team kind of raved about he's really gotten good at this cutting off ball moving off ball and i think jokic told him i think you'll be the best cutter on the team because you're eleven, super athletic like i can just lob the ball up and you'll get it so the hard buckets yes they're exciting but i think once jokic starts playing with them the easy buckets are going to be there speaking
3: of that jokic wasn't on the court yesterday what do you think of the flow of the guys without jokic being there
1: so the Nuggets had I think five points five minutes into the game mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's kind of what I what I thought of it but you know the nice thing about this Nuggets team Jokic is by far the the engine of this team and he's the best player by leaps and bounds but you take him out I somebody asked me the other day how many games could he miss in a row Jokic miss in a row and the Nuggets be fine and I think like 13 tw- I mean 10 to 13 I hope it doesn't happen but Denver season won't go down the tube if, if he misses 10 games because they are that talented last night they played great defense it was a little bit clunky, a little bit ugly, which you would expect. But they have enough talent that there were still a lot of guys stepping up.
3: Who was your favorite guy on the court yesterday, Jeremy, besides MPJ?
1: Jeremy Grant. Oh we, yeah. This is yeah. the other guy to talk about. It's again, this is preseason. Let's let's fire off the hot takes. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. Give it to us, Adam. Of
3: course, we all
1: like our honest opinions. Are these are this is preseason. None of this matters. But when you just talk about, was it a positive indicator or a negative one? Extremely positive for Jeremy Grant. I thought coming into that trade – in fact, even before the trade happened, he was one of the guys that was like, man, if Denver could get him, he's like the perfect complementary piece. You get him and you think, okay, what do we like about him? He could shoot the three ball as a a power forward. Knocks down, I think, three of them in in the game. Nothing but net. Um, He can play defense, and he's just super athletic. Might be the most athletic player on the team. We saw that athleticism last night. I think one steal, two block shots. And he was just – more than the stats, he was just flying around everywhere in a way where you're like, man, this guy is kind of just like – an animal. He's all over the place. And so Jeremy Grant to me in a vacuum was the bigger standout the biggest standout of the game, but of course it was MPJ's night. Yeah, all I was s-
0: watching the game and I was like, oh, so we're gonna love love <laughs> Jeremy <laughs> Grant. Like like he's exactly what this team needed. And I know Harrison sat here right on this podcast when they when they got him and was saying all of those things and like I could hear Harrison from this podcast, being like he's the perfect fit, he's exactly what they need. In my head, as I was watching, I was like, "Oh, Harrison was right about all of that."
3: And it seems like he's not just the perfect fit on the court. His relationship with the bench, when uh, and all the other guys, he they're so happy for him. It seemed like he fit right in there too, and that's exactly what that locker room needs. It doesn't need a standout guy.
5: And I I loved seeing Jared Vanderbilt out there with him too. Like yeah, I'm not yeah. sure like that that lineup is such like a <laughs> weird thing to have two guys who're kind of the same. But just having Jared Vanderbilt watch how Jeremy Grant plays, because that's how, who you yeah. hope he turns into. Like, does he develop a three-point shot? Right. Who knows? Probably Probably not. Not. <laughs> but but every other part of that game is like who he is supposed to be. And now he's put that role model right in front of him.
1: And and Vanderbilt uh, also has a great handle, much better than Jeremy Grant. So there are some some things you take away and some things you give when when you talk about him. But Grant, to go back to your culture comment, Ali, people don't we just put off the shirt, we don't skip steps. This is a bit you know, we're gonna plug that. One of the reasons it's so cool, and maybe if you're not a, a diehard Nuggets fan, haven't been following them, you think, what's this all about? They have had a four-year plan,
2: mm-hmm.
1: a four-year plan that they have executed. This never happens in the NBA. <laughs> this never happens. Everybody has like a two-week plan, and then like you make the next one.
3: The, and nugget- the Sixers had a, a, a long they, plan. They it. process. It, 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 they abandoned it, though. You're right. <laughs> That's true. They were the but epitome.
1: No, no, you're right. This is a great point. <laughs> they were the epitome of the, like, we're going to make this long term plan. And then two years into it, they were like, you yeah. know what? We don't like the backlash we're getting from this. The Nuggets have had this plan and they've stuck to it. And part of that plan, a big part of it was. We have to win the culture battle. We have to be this. The way the Spurs have built this incredible culture for in San Antonio, we have to do that here. We can't allow – we have to rely on everybody we bring in fits into that culture, and if they don't, we get them to fit into that culture. And Jeremy Grant's a guy that I don't think they had to do any work on that. They were just like, oh, yeah, he's one of us.
3: Exactly. And that's the thing. Everyone's like, oh, this is a preseason game. But after coming off last season, especially them playing their first preseason game against Portland, the last time we saw the Nuggets on the court was game seven against Portland it was it's just exciting and it was the same thing with the abs watching them during the preseason obviously it is just preseason but like there's just this excitement like yes The can is back, the energy there, and it's just so much fun.
1: Last night for Portland, they were debuting Hassan Whiteside, who's like Mm -hmm. one of the least likable players in all of the NBA. And the Nuggets were debuting Michael Porter Jr. and uh, Jeremy Grant. And it was kind of a cool contrast because it's like, yeah, you know, they beat Denver in Game 7. That sucked. But that was the beginning of Denver's process. Mm -hmm. The next step in Portland's process is bringing in one of the most annoying people in all of the NBA.
0: (laughs) You know what really pissed me off is that basketball is an 82-game season, And somehow, they only have
1: four preseason games, and I had to deal with five. (laughs) (laughs) The month of October is really a preseason, though. The first, like, eight games are...
3: All right, well, let's transition in to the Avs, who are undefeated. And the Big Moose, another shirt that we just released, uh, has been killing it. Uh, Miko Rantanen didn't even need the preseason, right, Ruto?
4: Yeah, I was going to say the Nuggets won the preseason because they scored any points in their first <laughs> preseason game, which is better than the Avs did. But, yeah, turns out it doesn't matter at all. So, Miko just comes into the regular season and destroys the entire league and says, remember how I led the league for half the year last year? Yeah, I'm still that good. (laughs) So, right now, that top line, even McKinnon has been quite frustrated on the ice, I think probably because he doesn't have a goal yet, but even with that, top line has nine points. They're just cruising and dominating teams. Quick,
0: real quickly about his frustration. There was that video that came out of yeah. him slamming his stick on the ice. Did you think that was because he didn't get the puck or because the puck – wasn't that a post? Yeah, McCarr hit or, the post was on it, that do shot. Do you think it was because he hit the post or because he didn't get, get the puck? Both. Uh, <laughs> you know, if the
4: puck goes in, he kind of – I think he goes from having his stick ready for a one-timer to celebrating. Right. But because it didn't go in, he's sitting there like, man, I was really ready for that puck and you didn't feed it to me and I'm your best player.
0: But – but he hit like he hit the post. It was clearly the right, right. No, but, it, like it was he I'm, had him beat.
4: From the top down view, Macar absolutely should have taken that shot every single time, but McKinnon's just so competitive that he's yeah. like every time I get the puck I'm going to score a goal. So give me the puck.
1: Not to mention man it's it sports,
4: so also- like sometimes
1: it's just it's the instant reaction he felt in his gut right. the yeah. very yeah. second you missed the goal like yeah. I would have had that. But it's not like Oh, I hate this guy.
4: Right. McKinnon's very much wearing his emotions on his sleeve when he's on the ice. Four so. seconds later, it's probably good. Right, yeah. Which
3: is it also kind of like a, hey, you're still a rookie. Like, I'm your star. Give I, me the puck. I don't
4: think so. Uh, McKinnon clearly understands how much of a special talent yeah. Makar is. He talked about it in the playoffs last year. He just is that guy. He's always been that guy his entire career mm-hmm. where he's like, I'm going to score the goal. You're going to give me the puck, and I'm going to win us this game. So every time that happens, you can see that frustration yeah. with him. And and like you guys said, you know, you get back to the bench and he's like, oh, that sucked. But, you know, we're still winning or we're still going to win the game. It's not a long term thing. Short term memory. Five seconds later, yeah. they're best buds again. So,
3: well, speaking of Kale McCarr, the rookie, the star for that defense, just because from what we saw from him in the postseason, this is our first time actually seeing him in the regular season. What have you thought of his performance so far?
4: Yeah. The first game was a bit slow for him. Mm-hmm. He he has two assists in two games, so I really can't talk bad about him or anything. But in the second game, you definitely saw him feel more comfortable. He started skating with the puck a little bit more. And he's an 18-year-old, I guess he's 19 now, uh, kid that makes pro NHL players just look silly on the breakout. <laughs> What he can do with his feet is just insane. He makes players look like they're playing junior B. And this is the NHL. I don't know how to... I don't know how to explain it other than you just have to watch it. yeah.
1: All the way down at Junior B, wow. Junior B, yeah. <laughs>
4: wow. That Well, that's, okay, so Makar there... technically came from Junior B. Okay, what's lower than Junior B? Junior, like, Junior C. minor <laughs> midget. You get into minor junior, midget, a, and know. then you're t- talking about mites, and then all these mites? weird mini hockey player names, yeah. This
1: is awesome, mites? <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> are, this, are these children? Yes. Oh,
1: wow, this is how you refer to your, just a mite. <laughs> <laughs> later on, you'll be a rat. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> well not everybody's Brad dog. Marchand, but Yeah.
1: Oh wow.
0: Um, what was the team that McKinnon played for?
4: Uh the Halifax. Halifax. That's yeah. that's major juniors. Halifax. Yeah. Mooseheads. Mooseheads. Yeah. Yeah. I
0: love it. It's
1: not even the, not even the whole moose, just the head. <laughs> <laughs> Minor league sports teams are actually my favorite thing. I, w- I actually wish we could get rid of the Bears, Broncos, every- all of this stuff and just go with it. That's why I like the Nuggets. People are like, you should change the name. It's not cool. I'm like, yeah, I love that. It's right, really torquey. Right. <laughs> the the
4: Mooseheads are like the most normal name in his league, too, because he played in the <laughs> <laughs> Quebec League. So you have a bunch of like Give French team names, the Gares, the, the oh, Saguenines. Well, no, no, no. Don't
5: move on. Volt- <laughs> what, what? <laughs> what, what? What? The Voltiguerres?
4: It's some kind of like military unit. I'm not actually sure oh. exactly. Oh, okay. But oh. Yeah, there's a bunch of other ones. Give us another one. Uh, yeah, the the Saguinings, the chikudami saguinees. I don't even know what that one stands that for. That sounds to be like honest when you order you. out a fancy restaurant. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <For real. laughs> that Chikudam's good. That's very good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and there's a bunch of crazy ones. I, the Screaming Eagles are another normalish one yeah. for that yeah. league, um, but. It's really weird, I and mean, I'm not French at all. I don't speak any French, so some whoever. <laughs> we go, if we have any French viewers, they're probably laughing at me. Like those are totally normal <laughs> names, but
1: <laughs> the ABA used to have the Anaheim Amigos and the San Diego Conquistadors, <laughs> wow. and I, I just these names are awesome, man. It's like AAA baseball.
4: I love them. Yeah.
3: Well, getting back to the Aves, uh, <laughs> <if> <laughs> um, they. Haven't been necessarily struggling on the power play, but they haven't been very good. What do they need to do to improve on that?
4: You know, I don't even know if I agree with that necessarily. Everyone, you look at them in a 3 and 12, that's really not that good. And then you go, oh wait, Sounds that's like the Bronco, that's 25%. <laughs> and 25% is really good. Yeah. like You'll be in the top five in the league if you can maintain 25% power play. It's just the team draws so many penalties. Yeah, you get six power plays a game. You feel like you should score on at least two of them. Mm-hmm. But the reality of the numbers is that that's just not the case. So it in within a game to game basis, it kind of feels rough at times. But on the whole, it really isn't.
0: Well, and then you mix in the fact that they're struggling on the kill as well. Yeah, and then it feels like okay, their special teams right. aren't very. Uh, good. As a
4: whole, the kill especially, I think needs improvement. I, and both sides do. The the power play, the second unit, a lot of the times can get really stagnant. I Every single year I have this complaint where they have to move their feet. Mm-hmm. If you're not moving your feet, you're just easy to defend. It, that's the same in pretty much any sport in the world. Uh, the PK is a little bit more structurally a problem. There are certain things in hockey where seam pass right through the middle of the, the offensive zone, you don't ever want to let that through because your goalie is screwed. If that pass gets through, he has to go all the way across his crease. And the Abs have really struggled to defend that so far in the season. They've gotten away with it. The teams they've played haven't exactly been offensive juggernauts. Calgary more so, but they really are off to a slow start this year. So, coming in against Boston tomorrow... Or Thursday, rather, not tomorrow. That's tomorrow. That's tomorrow. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't even know what day it is anymore because hockey season. Every day is hockey season. Yeah. The breakfast beer. And this is Hair of the Dog from MPJ from last year. <laughs> <week, so. laughs>
1: Were you following along the Nuggets, uh, to DNVR Nuggets I, drinking game? I got about three beers into that and said, this isn't happening. No. <laughs> let me ask you this, though, because I'm a hockey idiot. I'm learning the game you know, a- a- as we go here. Why? What is it that makes the Avs so good at drawing penalties?
4: Speed, yep. 100% okay. speed. They're so fast that the other team's defense just can't keep up to them. It's a very fine line. So when you're defending in hockey, you're skating backwards to keep your stick in line with the, the offensive player coming at you. Man, I
1: like that he went really over <laughs> Like, okay, all right.
4: <laughs> but so they have to turn around eventually once the, the offensive player is going to pick up more speed. He's skating forward, obviously. Right, right. Once they turn around, McKinnon, McCarr, some other fast players on the abs are still capable of outskating them straight Mm -hmm. down the ice, and they have no choice but to just throw the stick out there and slash him or whatever. So speed just absolutely kills defense. It forces a ton of penalties. You might want to see him take a little bit more advantage of the power plays, but can't complain yet about it.
3: Mm. Kadri and Scoy.
4: Donskoy. yeah.
3: yep. <laughs> I'm just making sure. Hockey names Hockey are, are always is such fun. Weird yeah. <laughs> names. Um, they got a little banged up in that last game. Is there any concern for that moving forward, or are they good? No,
4: I, I think they're fine. Um, Donskoy's will is a little bit more concerning. Kadri took a puck off the ankle. Those. Ow. Your whole foot goes numb, but the next day, you know, you'll you'll be fine. They and they did just take a hockey in a nutshell. Yeah, <laughs> right. They took some some maintenance days, not practicing. But I think Donskoy is fine as well. Kind of just a Charlie horse situation. I don't think he pulled anything. They. They seem like they expect them to play on Thursday, so... There's no way Kadri isn't playing against the Bruins. Yeah, no. Kadri will die before he doesn't (laughs) play against the Bruins.
3: Donskoy has been playing really well. Yeah. He got two goals that first night.
4: He's really exactly what the Avs needed him to be. The, The two goals is fantastic, but more so the puck possession. The Avs' depth has always been a question mark on driving play and being able to limit other teams and control the flow and Don Skoy has just been a master of that. Every time he gets the puck, it's an automatic offensive zone entry and he just crushes other teams because they never have the puck.
3: Well, awesome. made <laughs> made 29 saves last game and there's been a few goals that you yeah. you watch and you get like frustrated at, but how do you think of what do you think of his performance so far in these last two games?
4: Good enough. Yeah, uh, he made a bunch of won, great so. saves against Minnesota and the highlight reel saves are great. Yeah. They always are fun to watch. They look good. But on a day in day out basis, you have to make the easy ones and you have to make them correctly. He was better about it in Minnesota. There have been a few rebound issues that haven't cost him yet, but on the whole, he's winning games for the Abs. The Avs look like a team with so much offensive firepower that you can get away with giving up a couple of goals this year, so should be fine. Do you believe in goalie wins? Because no one (laughs) likes pitcher wins. No one likes quarterback
0: wins. How do you feel about goalie wins? Do
4: I believe in goalie wins? Absolutely. Hockey spent the most part of my childhood in an era designed around goalie wins, and they're largely moving away from that in the current era. They still happen. Shutouts are still a thing. 1-0 one nothing games are still occasionally a thing, and they do matter. Your goalie does need to win you some games every year, especially once you get into the playoffs. That's where goaltending really starts to count. But right now, the way the Avs are built, it just needs to be good enough.
3: All right, the Avs play at the Boston Bruins on Thursday. What do they have to do to come out 3-0?
4: Uh, well, Kadri needs to not get suspended. Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> also play like he Do you plays. you want to give us
0: a, a quick uh, recap of Kadri versus the Bruins?
4: Kadri has played for the Toronto Maple Leafs before us, and for the past two years in a row, they have faced off in the playoffs, and Kadri has gotten suspended because he likes whacking people in the face <laughs> with sticks, with fists, with other body parts. He oh. just does not like the Boston <laughs> Bruins. <laughs>
3: Other body I parts?
4: I don't like them either.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's right, a love hate relationship, for sure. I feel
0: like it's a hate hate relationship. Yeah. Well, but <laughs> Ray Bork
4: was a thing. And oh, with the Bruins. Okay. Yeah. I thought you were just talking about with Oh, no, yeah. Bruins. No, with Kadri, it's an absolute. Really, there's only hate there.
1: I really liked Bork once he left the Bruins and came to <laughs> right, so exactly. the Right, Exactly. In fact, that's the thing I like about him most. <laughs> <laughs>
3: All right, well, we are going to get into some football talk with the Broncos, the Buffs, and a little bit of the Rams. Andre representing the Rams on that uh, after the break. But first, I got to tell you about Total Bev's incredible 30% off deal that they're giving specifically to the DNVR family. 30% off your purchase of $25 or more using the promo code DNVR2019 online or on their Total Beverage app. They've got everything you could ever ask for in a liquor store including cbd products and if you get overwhelmed with all of their options don't worry their incredible staff members will help you find exactly what you want don't forget to use the promo code dnvr 2019 for that 30 percent off all right guys football talk let's start with the broncos because they gotta win are you excited to talk about them this week ryan
0: more excited than I have been in, in any of the last four <laughs> weeks. Um, that was a that was a good win for them. Um, part of it was because Philip Rivers just was awful. But you know you you got to make a quarterback look awful, and and they had they they were getting pressure. They finally created some turnovers. Uh, There's some really exciting stuff that went on in that game. Kareem Jackson at safety just looked like an absolute beast. Uh, AJ Johnson just came out of nowhere and now and, and you know is good and is making everyone wonder why he wasn't playing in the first four weeks of the season. Um, you know Cortland Sutton making some big plays. Finally, you came away from a game like with some excitement. And the, the way things shake out for them, it's really a positive thing that they get to come home and play the Titans. And you know you never know what happens after that, but for them belief and confidence is the most important thing right now. And that's why, you know, going 0-5, it just would have been over. They would have just, you know, completely packed it in and, and said, let's go get them next year. But you're 1-4. You have a very easy – not easy path, but a very viewable pa- path to 2-4. and four. And then you get Thursday night football at home against the Chiefs that's gonna be a really tough one, but, <laughs> but they always hold them but, close. But they believe, do. They do. Is you a powerful never know. Thing. Belief is a powerful thing, and I think if they win this week, they're going to believe they can win that game, and and anything can happen after that.
3: Last year, they almost beat them twice.
0: Yep. They. I mean, they. Well, not really in the road game, but they did have them. They
3: should have won. That. They, they, they should have won the home
0: game. Yeah, they they should have won the home game. They they had the formula um the interesting thing is that mahomes just absolutely eviscerates his own defenses so i think they're gonna have to take a little bit of a a a different game plan because if you go zone against him um as much as they like to he's gonna kill you so that's why they were able to compete with him last year is because for the last four year for the last five years the broncos have been straight man press man uh and that's exactly what they did last year to him and i think that's why they were able to hang tight so I don't know if they have the horses necessarily to go just straight man the entire game, but they're
5: going to have to challenge him in, in man coverage. It's going to be so much fun, though, if everything does pan out the next couple weeks. Because like you, you beat the Titans, There's sure, the hope that could happen. I know, but then all of a sudden... I know, like, this
1: is so funny to me. Go on.
5: Okay, just because I'm getting <laughs> called out for it, I do want to say, I couldn't even watch the Broncos this week. I went up to the Buffs soccer game because I was like, yeah, we're going to take a week off from watching this mess. Listen to the second half on the radio on the way back. It's like okay, maybe they're good, and now I'm back doing this again.
2: Back, but, but yeah, <laughs> it took like one win. Like, We're <laughs> back, <laughs> I know, maybe?
5: I know. Uh, but then like they beat the Titans, and then next week, if they actually did beat the chiefs to go to 3 love and 4. It, love it. Then what are you saying? Like if that does Then they're happen, good again. Then they're good again. <laughs> they're, then, they're like, officially that not tanking, right? It's just Ryan. massive. If uh. they're 3 and 3? 3 and well,
0: 4. They would be three, three, four? 3 and 4. Look, look.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> we can just erase <laughs> losses. <laughs> They'll loss. be they're
0: really good then. Here's the Here's the thing. Is they're also, you know, the Titans are are not just a team that's going to lay down a die. They're also, you know, a a a bad game plan away from being 1 and 5. And then you run into the Chiefs good good thing, and then you're 1 and 6. So there th- th- is that it's point. just it's just fun to at least see a path back to relevancy
3: i'm gonna i'm gonna ask you a hard-hitting question ryan all right let's do it philip Lindsay scores the first touchdown of the game for the broncos why do they not feed him the ball more I, I want i want him to have the ball the entire game <laughs> they're just
0: they're they're trying to be smart uh you know every as i always say with philip Lindsay, every team has a plan because they don't want phil to get hurt now, Phil has always proven himself to be pretty durable, um, but you have a smaller back and, and you need him, so they don't want to get him hurt. But with that being said, like everyone has a plan until he's averaging eight yards per carry like he was at one point late in the game. Um, he is their best player on offense, or at least their most consistent, You know the guy you can count on the most, and they totally need to involve more. And you're seeing them slowly but surely start to understand that.
5: I don't want to see the Broncos try to be smart. I want to see them try to win. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm kind of fed (laughs) up with all these, like, oh, well, we're going to be, you know, just. Well, that's And that's why when you're 0-4, you go to him,
0: you know, a lot more because it's like, okay, well, we don't need to worry about Phil being healthy for the playoffs at this point.
2: (laughs) He's just, (laughs) he's He's that that guy that
3: makes those plays. Like, you turn to uh, hockey and it's Nathan McKinnon. You give him the ball when you need that. You turn to basketball and you have Jokic and Jamal Murray. Like, Phil is that guy. Phil will make those plays when you need so, them. Like, he'll put his body on the line no matter what. Maybe
4: he needs a little McKinnon in him then. Show a little frustration and say he wants Ooh, the ball. I would actually like that. I would actually He's like He's not
3: that, that guy, I just,
4: though. I just saw the clip this
0: morning uh, of Tim Tebow running over to the sidelines and saying, nobody gets the ball
3: in this play but me. <laughs>
0: And I was like, "Yeah, that that'd be great to see from Phil Lindsay." But could
3: you see him doing that? I couldn't. Well,
0: and that goes back to something we've been talking about on the Broncos podcast all year, which is um, a comment that Shelby Harris made in the locker room before yes. the start of the season, and it's it's funny it's because so it was, weird. it's so weird. To it was an, an so it was an innocuous like it was just me and two other reporters standing there, and uh, and he was asked something along the lines of like, "Oh, Philip Lindsay carved out a little bit of a leadership role for himself last year. Can he really?" vault himself into a leader this year and Shelby Harris like could not I've never I don't know if I've ever seen a player and me be more dismissive of something he was just like huh, a leader last year a rookie no and and he can't even be a leader this year because we have two Super Bowl MVPs on this team how are they gonna listen to a guy who's never done it who, who's only been in the league for a year and it was very weird and and I have a lot of respect for Shelby and uh, you know it's interesting he's that he's the villain guy. in this story yeah. but it makes no sense to me, Philip. Philip, and honestly, for that matter, Dalton Reisner now mm-hmm. sh- should be the leaders of this team. Obviously, you know your Von Millers and your and your Joe Flaccos have to have a leadership role as well. But you're in tr- like one of the reasons you're in trouble is because you don't have that strong emotional leader on this team, and you have two candidates. And, and if the only reason you're not going to them is because they're too young, uh, uh, that's just a bad sign well, to me. Also,
3: Phil has proven himself like uh, he, totally he he's has, a pro bowler. even yeah exactly he's a pro bowler yes he's young but he has that heart and everyone loves him like wh- yeah it doesn't have to be an either or situation it can just be a we have t- multiple leaders and philip lindsey is one of
5: those and phil has proven before that he can be the leader of a football team think back he to fades. what he did at cu when they were bad for forever and <laughs> then he got to be the senior leader well, and then junior Oh, junior, when he was a junior. That's right. And but a- but still, and then that happens. Him and like Sefa Lufa, all There there was the other rise, people the too. The the happens. But then they start winning football games. They just about go to like the Rose Bowl. End up at the Alamo Bowl. Like best season the Buffs have had in over a decade. Yep. Fifteen years probably. And it's because of Phil at the center of it.
0: Yeah. It was. I mean, it was a combination of leadership, yeah. which is actually perfect for this uh, example because Cepho wasn't your rah-rah uh, type of leader he was Damn. a lead by example he was you know emotional in the games and he was just a tough sob is what it really came oh, down my to God. but phil was that fire and every team needs that and and truly there are no other candidates uh on this team to be that guy specifically really
3: on no. specifically on the offense
0: specifically on the offense and, him and it's him and reisner and so uh, you know, I honestly thought Phil should have had a C on his chest this year. They decided to not give anyone that, which is weird <laughs> in its, in its these own These are some
1: right? of those hokey, dumb things that I – I don't know, Vic Vanchio, I'm the person on the couch for this, but these are some of the no listening to music and practice stuff that everybody's like, oh, I love it, no captains. And I'm like, this is dumb. I don't this mind is the, really I, dumb. I
0: don't mind the no music. I actually supported the no music thing because it's sure. like, all right, like, you know, this isn't a party. This You, you guys need to get better. But – the no-captains thing doesn't make sense to me. Um, I think it's important to anoint leaders, and I think if you if you have none, it's because you truly don't, don't have, have them. And, and, uh, Who would be the captains? So, obviously, Flacco Joe, automatically yeah. gets yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> um, Emmanuel Sanders. So funny to and that's the thing is, like, Emmanuel Sanders, while he ha- he tries to lead in his own way, uh, it can sometimes be a counter productive. Okay. He
5: I feel like he just isn't quite level headed enough. There are just too many points where he just kinda like goes off into his own little world. So really
0: your captains like because the quarterback always gets one, it should have been Joe Flacco and Phil Lindsay. And I think that would have actually yeah. been like a decent dynamic that you had there. But they didn't they didn't go down that route. Luckily I don't think anyone can say that a third-year player can't be a leader. So next year, I think you start to see that youth movement. Bradley Chubb, another guy who can but be a leader I cl-
1: but I want to push back on this because this is actually a super interesting topic to me. Sports are so collaborative, and professional sports are a gathering of young men from the age of 20 to the age of 37, 38. That's a huge gap. And this idea of like only the people 25 and over 26 or this amount of experience can have this role, to me is actually – extremely limiting in what you can do the denver nuggets have paul Millsap, who is sort of a leader on this team although not a vocal one and he talks repeatedly. He is he is like 10 years older than everyone else on the roster, and he talks about how much he gets this energy from being around such young people. Nikola Jokic is, I think, 24 years old, maybe 25. I can't, I can't remember when his birthday was. But he's like the fourth oldest person on this team. There's this, With them, there's not this idea of like, well, you're too young to have a voice. Michael Porter Jr. is a rookie. He's learning a bunch of stuff. But he also knows that. But it's not like Jamal Murray. You're 23 years old. We need you to be a leader, and it's just – for us to win, everybody has to have a voice. It's much more progressive. I don't mean this politically, of course, but I just mean this progressive in this idea of, like, we don't have to have this hierarchy by age and experience. We can, we're can we all collaborating together and respect each other. And I think it might be a hindrance for this Broncos team.
0: 100% is. It 100% is. And and it's a weird th- – I think football is weird in that way. But even look at Sean McVay. Sean McVay, when he took that job, was younger than multiple players right, who were yes. on the team at That's the time. That's crazy. So – it's you know it's not like no one's shown it can work and now everyone's trying to copy the Sean McVay model, but you know it's it's this weird thing about respect. I mean Philip Lindsay is a Pro Bowl running back last year, right? He's the best player on the, on the team's offense. He's not allowed to sit on the couch in yeah. the <laughs> locker room because no rookies are allowed
1: on the couch. It's like it's ridiculous. I honestly think it's a hindrance. I think it's crazy. It's antiquated, is what it
4: is.
3: Well, what about with hockey, Rudo?
4: I mean, Gabe Landeskog was, when he was anointed captain of the Avs, the youngest captain in the history of the NHL. So 18? I think he was 19. 19. Or oh, 18 right. in like 340 days or yeah, whatever. Yeah, right. So yeah, they have no problem with the leadership group being incredibly young. McKinnon has worn an alternate captain's A for a couple of years as well. But on the other side, when you work your way down the lineup, a great line that I've been using coming from Toronto's head coach, Mike Babcock, tie goes to the veteran. They mm. always side with the veteran when it's something like – it comes down to something like that if there's a dispute or someone's trying to step into a leadership role or something like that, unless the younger player truly stands out, which it sounds like maybe Phil does. but he does. Coaches love to lean on their older guys.
0: And, and I can understand that because, you know – Experience goes a long way in sports, but it'd be one thing if there was another guy who you could point to and say, "Well, he's going to have to be the, the emotional leader of this team because right. not only is he great at it, he's also you know ten years older than Phil or whatever." So the problem is they don't have it. The only two you know fiery guys on the offense are a rookie and a second-year player, and hopefully next year Phil becomes you know a captain on the team and and they change their mind and they don't try to hinder. Dalton Reisner from being a leader. I mean, this is a team who, from inside, are talking about how Dalton Reisner is helping Garrett Bowles. You know, like he's clearly a leader. I mean, it's a lot to ask of a rookie. But he truly is helping Garrett Bowles in more ways than one.
1: And I think we always think of leader as General Patton, like this do-all, every give the big speech, everything I do. Sometimes Phil Lindsay can have a voice for certain things, and it's important, and somewhere it's like, hey, that's not your spot, that's this person's spot. But these are natural things when you create this dichotomy of like you're not allowed to sit on the couch. To me, I'm like, man, we're not collaborating. We have this yeah. very false dichotomy going on right now that's actually a hindrance.
4: And some players are just built that way, right? It doesn't matter if they're 20 or, or yeah. 50. Yeah. They just are built to be leaders and let them do their thing
3: no yes philip Lindsay has been that since since his south high school
5: yep the more we talk about this the more i think the the broncos just need to rebuild like get those veterans who feel that way out of there make make it so that philip Lindsay is one of the established more experienced players on the team like gary harris you know like when they took down everything else then all of a sudden it's just kind of gary setting the tone having that kind of Vibe. I, I sort of. I kind of like that take. But for people listening,
3: Adam was kind of like, c- <coughs> like interested <coughs> in the take. I and was love. chewing He's on just it. Not a vocal guy. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: right? Exactly. But, but I
5: feel like he kind of embodies like the team that has formed around him. You know,
1: Gary for sure does does that um, and fits in. But Denver had that cultural reset, which is what you're talking about. They had that moment. And so and they've been able to do this. Denver, we kind of thought that was happening, you you know, with the the Fangio thing. But I don't know, even though necessarily that it's just about reset, blow it up, because that's what. That's what we always say, right? We just gotta we gotta blow it up, but I think it's more of just this like cultural identity of you have a lot of young talented people and they need to have a bigger influence on the culture than, than maybe what's being allowed.
0: Yeah, I mean, I do think though there has to be like a symbolic thing there, and and I've been talking about this in the Broncos podcast as Drew Locke becoming the starting quarterback if that happens this year. You know, if they don't get back to three and four, which isn't <laughs> likely um (laughs) and eventually move on to drew lock i think that can actually be like the passing of the torch from the old guard to the younger group because now you're counting on him to be a leader he actually you know is one person that i haven't brought up he you know if it's reisner and phil the other guy who has those characteristics is lock obviously Mm -hmm. he's on ir right now uh but when he comes back i think that can actually be symbolic now the most important player on the team is one of the youngest players on the team, and all those other young guys can kind of vibe with him, mm. and,
5: and he can empower them. Like he can say, totally. "No, you're you are listening to Phil. You're listening to Dalton. Ah, I love it."
3: Okay, let's move on to some college football talk. Disappointing weekend for all of Colorado college football. The Buffs fell to Arizona. The Rams also lost to San Diego State. And the Falcons even lost as well. So just not, not a good weekend overall. Um, Henry is here to talk some Buffs football with us. In your opinion, what went wrong during that game?
5: Everybody got hurt and there were penalties and the defense just kind of stayed bad. You know, like it wasn't like before the penalties or before the injuries the last couple weeks, they were all that good defensively. They were still giving up all these big plays. But then when you lose, I mean, at one point they were down both starting safeties, a starting cornerback and their best pass rusher. And so, of course, teams are going to be able to throw against you.
0: Yeah. Weren't they down nine starters at one point? They were down nine starters at one
5: point. Like, there's, I, it's, it's just really tough, especially with the new scheme that, you know, Tyson Summers, the defensive coordinator, admitted yesterday. You know, we can't have these reads where one guy on the offense moves and we have nine guys on the defense move to counter it. It's a very complicated scheme. That's what they want to do. It's all about getting everybody in the best possible situation, putting them in the best possible coverage on every single play just by reading what the offense is doing. And when you have a bunch of young guys trying to do that, it – It doesn't work that's what went wrong
0: yeah I mean I'm obviously coming here from a fan perspective for me I'm just like all the injuries can't do anything about that and Khalil Tate is just our kryptonite so I mean he's now run for 350 yards in a game and then thrown for 402 yeah I believe so yeah, it's like I, the
5: most passing yards the Buffs have given up in like twelve years or something like that. Yeah, most or ma- total yards I think. Or, or ma- what maybe it was.
0: was so he ran for three fifty in the first meeting, and then the second meeting he threw for three fifty, and then the third meeting he threw for four hundred. Yeah, so I was, was
4: instructed to throw shade at CU oh, no. for losing this oh, game, but God. honestly, DJ
3: go away. <laughs> you
4: sold me on losing nine starters that I don't think I can anymore. Uh, I know, yeah, including s- their best <laughs> offensive player, their best <laughs> defensive player. And
3: yeah. Th- also, I so we went to the game and we were in the stands leaving and there is someone chanting to fire Mel Tucker. <laughs> and oh, I what a terrible t- I oh, I'm terrible very t- I'm very calm, especially like as a fan, which may be hard to believe as an Eagles fan. Um but <laughs> I almost lost. I literally just was like, you're wrong. That you're dumb. Goal can
4: at. we fire the shorts, at least? <laughs> you don't like the oh shorts? Are one one. Shorts, <laughs> are shorts are one and
5: one. Shorts uh, are one and one. That's yeah. one loss too many <laughs> for the yeah. shorts. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you can't blame Mel Tucker, I you don't think, for you Nine of this. starters like, are he,
2: hurt.
5: Yeah, he's been such a stabilizing force. You can see what he is trying to do, the culture change, who he is. It's all about... I mean, he would never say that. I mean, most coaches wouldn't say, like, you know, it's always the next man up, but he really speaks to it, and he's such, like, a smart guy. Like, he was talking yesterday, you know, it's the big plays, and we're trying to figure out how to get rid of the big plays. There there were five passes that the Buffs gave up over 20 yards, and I mean, that's the explosive plays stat. Of, of Outside of those five passes, they gave up like 5.3 yards per attempt. And I wrote a story about this yesterday. He says if we can keep them under 5.5 yards per passing attempt and under 3.3 yards per rushing attempt, we're going to win pretty much every game. And those are their benchmarks for every single game. And they hit the rushing benchmark, and they almost hit the passing benchmark, except for the 200-and-something yards they gave up on just blown coverages. And that's they have to clean up. You can see the path
3: and it's not just CU, CSU is also dealing with a lot of injuries on their defense and of course losing their quarterback, their senior quarterback. So that's caused a lot of struggles and they play at New Mexico this week. So New Mexico is 2 and 3.
0: I believe they've beat New Mexico 9 times in a row. So
3: that so that's why they have pretty much the guarantee win on that.
0: Wow, that's why.
3: Yeah. Like that's what <laughs> I I have quotes from Andre. He said they seem to have a guaranteed win against New Mexico Probably
0: guaranteeing oh, wins for one no, and four football know. teams.
3: Yeah. When they're two and three, they've got one more win over CSU. Uh. Andre care to chime in. He can't. Oh. His mic. Oh, that's why working. he had to text me his takes. All right. Well, um, okay. Well, good well, CSU chat guys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, injuries are just hurting our Colorado college football programs. So we're going to move on.
5: Wait, real quick. Oregon. Friday. Friday at Oregon. Yep. Uh, buffs. I'll be there. By the way, I'll be out in Oregon for that one. Flout at six a.m. tomorrow morning. Can you pick me up some um, shoes?
2: Uh, uh, of course. No, of course. Thanks, bro. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. bro.
5: Some some of your size. <laughs> okay. Uh. But yeah, I mean, they're the forty-seven or something. The size. <laughs> forty-seven. <laughs> True. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, I think I think Oregon's favored by l- about three touchdowns. Wow, that's a lot. It's it's too much. Yeah, and that's, that's what we're going many. to say. Like the Buffs aren't going to win this football game more likely than not you don't really know whether lavisca chenault or katie nixon their two top receivers will be back the pass rusher mustafa johnson will be back mikhail onu the second best player on their defense will be back
3: stop bumming me out i mean
5: it kind of depends a lot on who actually plays that game yeah, but what if they all play Look at that. The <laughs> oh man, I love down down and it. And Earlier <laughs> he sold
1: us on maybe things break right and the Broncos will win will be 3 and 4. Now <laughs> it's maybe they're going to beat Oregon. I like it. <laughs>
5: hey,
0: Hope springs eternal. Yes, one <laughs> win for the Broncos has turned around my whole world. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: yep.
3: <laughs> All right, well, hopefully the buffs put a smile on Ryan's face and You know what comes with a smile? Great teeth. So teeth are very important. And our friends over at Green Mountain Dental Group are giving away a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam. It's seriously that easy. Check them out today online or call them at 303 988 0711 to schedule your appointment appointment. I can never <laughs> talk. Um <laughs> to schedule your appointment and by the end of it you can get a free t- Sonic hair toothbrush.
0: And if you want to drink copious amounts of Breckenridge beers and watch the Buffs with us, come to Blake Street Tavern.
3: Oh yes, come to the Blake Street Tavern and then we're also having a uh Broncos tailgate in lot N. N. <laughs> With the guys from Sons of Mile High. You I'll should be never there. be
1: at a shortage of things to do. We're providing so so many things to do. <laughs> I love this. And and three it's, parties
3: it's a really week. really fun. <laughs> yes. Um, and then we're also b- possibly having an Avs Watch party next week. So just check it's the Breckbrew. brew. availability. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just <laughs> check the Brew event calendar because we've got so much coming at you these next few weeks. But let's start off with our favorite segment of the week. Who won the week?
2: did the most and who did the least who was the dog and who was
0: the beast who's in the boat and who's up a creek let's see
4: who won the week
3: i don't have pulled up who won last week i don't it was have the abs.
4: it's always yes it the the okay <laughs> no, oh. Oh. oh right
3: see ryan knows because he was embarrassed by his shorts take and the abs completely destroyed him
0: <laughs> yep Seven yeah. percent though. Seven percent. Shout out. You were tied Oh, to- the- I'm
3: remembering it all. You were tied with the Rockies. Of uh, the Rockies, uh, had seven percent because they destroyed the Brewers weekend, and then the Buffs had because Mel Tucker wore shorts. Then AVS had Mico the signing. big moose. Yeah. And then uh, did we do? I don't remember what Nuggets was. Did we do Nuggets game? was Wancho? Was oh, it? No, no, no. That, that was that before. was
1: that was 2 and 3 weeks ago. Uh,
0: <laughs> what was the Nuggets? Uh, I don't remember. But anyways,
3: they had the media abs- day, I
1: don't know. Oh, it was <laughs> just like
0: the fact that they were uh, entering a championship window. Yes. So, yeah. abs okay. got number one. <laughs> <Very broad.
3: laughs> Nuggets got number two. And then Buffs and Rockies were tied with that. I might
0: just go Mel wearing shorts again. <laughs> oh, God. Can I also in go orbit, Mel wearing shorts? In
3: the cold?
5: Oh,
0: it wasn't about Mel's shorts. It was about his shoes last time. Oh.
3: Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll go with his like
0: long sleeve
5: hoodie things. No, you so there's A lot of these like almost like you know what? white. This I'm going to
3: let incredible. you think about this for a while. Thank and Be you. a little smarter on it. Ooh. Um, We're mm. going to go Adam why Oh let me get my time Save the
1: first for, lo- for first The best for Save first Save the first
3: for first Yeah um, <laughs> Let me hold on All right Why do the Nuggets win the week?
1: Well Allie Is this the DNVR Avalanche podcast? No Is it the D- DNVR Broncos podcast? No This is the Denver sports podcast right? And if you are a Denver sports fan, how could you not be excited about the debut of Michael Porter Jr.? <laughs> are we kidding here? This is a slam dunk, like the slam dunk he threw down on the fast break. We have been waiting. I think all sports fans will appreciate this. People talk about, are NBA athletes tough or this or that, like, as if it matters. But let me just say this. He broke his back as a teenager. For two years, this guy sat out and faced extreme adversity, had to be incredibly patient, had to grow as a human being through this period of time. And you know what? You We following it have seen this. There has been a, a maturity seconds. from him. And for him to get on the court, and not just get on the court, but to look as good as he did, this guy has overcome so much, and it's super exciting for Denver sports fans, not just Nuggets fans.
3: <sighs> okay, you finished with five seconds. If you
0: don't want people to it, to, if you want people to go over, you shouldn't give them the warning. I
3: feel like I have to though. I feel True. like that's fair.
0: Well, like then it's very easy to count down the remaining fifteen seconds All in right. your head.
3: Thanks for the advice. Okay, <laughs> Rudo, why did the elves win the week?
4: Well, I hate to pick Miko again, but he completely ruins the MPJ argument because preseason clearly doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, but like uh, not only that. He leads the abs in goals. Not only that, he leads the abs in points. Not only that, the abs are undefeated. Not only that, he's proving he's worth every single penny of his contract. Not only that, DNVR has an amazing new shirt. Wow. And not only that, Miko has the best nickname in hockey right now. <laughs> Uh, wow. the tour de four. That's, that's all five, I need. Yeah, four. Yeah. Wow,
3: you finished yeah. with thirty that's seconds. That's all. Left. That's all
4: Miko needs. And
3: you got. I. Th- the, they're gonna win again. I'm, <laughs> I'm
1: gonna remember this w- in, when the Nuggets are two and zero oh and Jokic re- leads in every statistical category. We have a Jokic. Just trial. hit just me just with that. It. There I'm you go. <laughs> hit me with that. Will that?
0: Will the? No. The answer is already no. I was gonna say. will the Broncos ever catch the Abs and wins and it's
2: definitely <laughs> 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 already.
3: all right. All yeah. right, Hank. Why do the Buffs? Or the Rams win the week. I'll give you both. It's not going to be the
5: Rams. (laughs) 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 The the, the Buffs win the week because... Well, it's not even the Buffs win the week. It's Steven Montez wins the week. I am 100% bought in on Steven Montez. He has looked so good the last couple of games. He has looked like what we've wanted him to look like for a couple of years now. He's poised in the pocket. He's stepping up in the pocket. He's running the offense in a way that he hasn't been able to run the offense in the past. He's finding open receivers. He's getting them the ball. But then when things break down, he's leaving the pocket and he's finding open receivers downfield. And there have been a couple times when you look at him and say, wow, that was a Mahomes throw. That was a Russell Wilson play. And that's pretty exciting. That's something that we knew he had in him, but now he has the easy stuff down too. He's starting to hit those passes. When the offensive line has given him time, he's looked like who we've wanted him to be. And that's been speculation for a couple of years that he could do that. If, if the, the clock's running down, I'm cheating. <laughs> but no, he <laughs> actually can run an offense.
2: Oh, she had <laughs> it. No! <laughs> oh,
5: 101 and he didn't catch me.
2: What oh,
1: oh, no.
5: There it is. <laughs> uh, and he's going <laughs> to go up against
0: that's Justin a- Herbert.
3: You're gonna get there, it 50 times. Well, that's what I was gonna
0: say uh, <laughs> to add on to that is now he no, has you can't
3: add on? Yeah, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> this uh, is a conversation.
0: He, now he has the national stage on you know a Friday night going up against Justin Herbert, who you know a lot of people see as a top ten pick, uh, and he's gonna have a chance to go toe to toe with him and and really show some people that he should be you know in that conversation for some of the top senior quarterbacks this year. Yep.
3: Um, I wouldn't say won the week, but pretty dope Pl- was the double reverse. Was it a double oh, yeah. reverse no, play just, by KD? just a KD. double just pass. Just double pass. KD threw that incredible pass to score a touchdown with. Yeah. I mean,
0: for a little guy, that was a rocket. It
3: was crazy. Steven's doing it would his top weapons, too. Yeah, and Steven... Threw out a big block that helped that play happen. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. So I wouldn't say that won the week, but that was just wish dope. Steven
0: would have taken Dimitri Stanley wide open on that slant on third and four. All right, Ryan,
3: why do the Broncos win the week?
0: I think Vic Fangio won- wins the week because he finally found his formula and, you know, he got Mike Purcell in there, which was his call. Um, he got AJ Johnson in there, which was his call. And then he has been pounding the table about this uh, all along, but he got Kareem Jackson to play safety exclusively. And they've uh, kind of had to play Kareem as Nickel just based on need, but he got that group in there and solidified the center of that defense, and it made such a big difference for him. Uh, and, and on top of that, getting this win based off of his adjustments, I think, really helps with the belief from the team that he knows what he's talking about, he knows what he's doing. You know, you're know, 0-5 as a first-time head coach. The guys start looking around the locker room wondering, does he know what he's talking about? Now he kind of pushes all the right buttons. He found his formula, and I think he's going to get some belief from this team.
3: Oh, man. I was setting up my, my buzzer. <laughs> how many? How much time do I have left? You have 10 seconds. Oh. Uh, Go Buffs. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we'll see. Oh. I think, <laughs> that wasn't the buzzer. Can
0: I uh, live on air propose an addition to this segment?
3: Uh, that we should make it thirty seconds that you guys give an argument. Ooh. I agree. That's all Ooh. I need, baby.
0: That's all I need. <laughs> if it's a good argument. That's all. Yeah. All right. Keep that's fine buzzers. too. But that I think whoever I get to do the buzzer, whoever won the week last week, should get thirty seconds or a minute to just talk about whatever they want. Oh, like winter a, circle. Oh, yeah, yeah.
3: Absolutely. Like thinking, uh, okay. So that yeah. way you get like an award. Around the
4: horn, winner's circle kind of, circle oh, kind yeah, of deal. Like yeah. Yeah. Okay.
3: Okay. Well, we're gonna answer a few questions before we head out to those people who subscribers who left us questions. Someone said, "For no more rats," or tw- er, wrote, "For those of you who couldn't give a rat's ass about the Broncos Rockies, AJ started in on the Aves at about 35 minutes in, and is it's not, not a to question." Be and someone also, said, "Also, I think
0: is that from last week?" Yes,
3: it is. Let me do my job. <laughs> Don't.
2: Well, uh, yeah. read actual wow. question. <laughs> well,
3: I want to talk about this because this is the Denver Sports Podcast. We talk about all sports. Rudo and AJ do a great job talking about the Avs on their podcast every day. So the point of this is to talk about every sport and to get everyone involved and, and see that side of perspective, which isn't, we don't have that here in Denver.
1: So. And that, that's one of the things that's been so energizing about this last month. My first month here with the company is like, I really enjoy AJ and Rudo's conversation about the Avs, And I'm yeah. not a diehard hockey fan. I probably never will be, but it's been really fun to like dip my toes into the, and, you know, into this world. And, I hope that's what this show does, and I think that's why I have enjoyed it for the last four months, whatever it's been, and um, I think, I honestly believe this. I always say this. If I like something... I'm not the only person on earth that's going to like sure. something. I think that there is a lot of value to not just talking about all the sports, but the way in which we are trying to do it through the show.
2: Yep.
0: And, I mean, there's so much excitement from that side of the table right now that I think it's really cool for, you know, the the rest of the Denver sports community to to hop on. Like, there's never been a better time to become a Nuggets and Abs fan. Truly. I
1: didn't think of
4: it, but you're right. The sides of the table, there is. like. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's funny, too, because the Pepsi Center, arguably, if you take the Abs and Nuggets – both combined, it's the best they've ever been at the same time. Oh yeah, for I sure. I
0: wonder if uh, th- we can keep track oh. of that. Like what building ha- saw the most wins between the two sports this year? Oh.
1: Well, I mean, it would be Pep Center
4: because there's so many No, I'm yeah. saying across the like, You'd have the to country. take like win percentage. Oh, I see, yeah. ooh, I like it.
3: Yeah. Um, With that, I have a quick thing that I wanted to talk about. Because there's so much excitement around the Avs and the Nuggets, If you're a newly lover of the Avs, what Avs sweater should you get?
4: I mean, you can't go wrong with any of them, to be honest, but McKinnon is is the free and easy one. He's the superstar of the team. Landis Goggs, the captain, always a great jersey as well. Miko. Miko, obviously just signed the the long extension. Already got that one. If if I had to pick one, it would be Miko. I'm not going to lie, but... You can't. You really can't go wrong, even with a Macar, the McCarr, the, the young kid on on the defense. Or Gerard just signed a seven year extension, so he'll be around forever. Does it too. say something about you which jersey you get? As long as it's not a goalie jersey, no. What
1: does it say if, about you if you get a goalie
4: jersey? <laughs> Everything about goalies <laughs> is sweater. weird. Is
0: so it? you're a little oh, yeah. weird. That's okay. all. <laughs> I feel like that, uh, the goalie is like is like the drummer of the band being your favorite person it's just in the band. Too inconsistent. Mm. Is hurt. it the
4: drummer or the bass? I don't know. Oh. My,
1: my favorite Nuggets jersey I see people wear Is the Gary Harris to, For mm. some reason It's like Not quite a full deep cut But it's just a, It's like You know what Alright So this if guy, you're a
3: new Nuggets fan Would you suggest getting a
1: Well if Harris? you're a new Nuggets fan I mean you have to go with Jokic He's going to be the greatest Nuggets oh, player of all time I think Porter Jr. Jokic <laughs> <laughs> I think will be uh. When it's all said and done If, if if not closing in on this very, very oh, quickly, right, yeah. uh, will be the greatest. And I know some of the older people you get really upset at me for saying that. I don't say it lightly. I've been, I covered this team, and I know the history of this team going back you know 50, 55 years. Um, but Jokic is something special. But if you are really into the weeds, the Gary Harris one is just cool, yeah. man.
0: Jokic is already the best number 15 in Nuggets history. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, Why you got to say that, though? <laughs> just just um, to stir you up, you stir you stir just up just the controversy. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
3: he wants to fight. Uh, what about the Broncos? um Philip Lindsay.
0: Yeah, it's hard to go wrong with Philip Lindsay. I would, you would rarely ever find me suggesting an offensive lineman, especially one <laughs> number sixty-six because I don't really like that number. Uh, but <laughs> Dalton Reisner jersey, like that's how you you show. Uh, like, your it, brain it says, works like,
1: so different than me that you actually thought about the number battery <laughs> in this <laughs>
0: equation. <laughs> Someone's name, their number, and just the way they like the amount of swag they carry is very important to their success. Okay.
5: Jokic being the exception. <laughs> That's true. He's the naked Aww. of all
2: that.
3: All right, well, you don't you want guys to ask me about my Buffs jersey? Uh, you can't get, like, Buffs jerseys.
5: Because players can't profit off of their life. All likes. right, we're not oh.
3: talking about yeah. this It's a little right messed up, now. isn't it?
4: Tell them. Um, anyways,
3: is. we got another question. Well, since it l- looks like you guys want some comment to read here, is mine, how do you feel about the Nuggets getting a G League team in Colorado Springs? I have a couple team name ideas and slogans. The Colorado Spring Chickens. Raising Good Chickens (laughs) to Become Amazing Nuggets. Wow. Wow. That's deep. And the Colorado Spring... Miners, yeah, mining for the That's best it. nuggets. No way the chickens one works out, but I think the miners one would be awesome. I live in Denver for a long time, and I would love to see the downtown area grow because of this, like Denver grew from the Rockies. Springs. That was from Bronco Nugs. I love the common. Bronco Nugs,
1: there it is. Um, so first of all, the chicken one, you did a great job of selling that, but of course, it's not going to happen.
4: I mean, That's there's always so much you can though. lean into the chicken nuggets <laughs> part oh, of this. Springs what if they were springs the golden chicken. chickens? chickens? The golden <laughs> for like the, the nugget part Spring. of it. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> no I think idea. the spring chicken part <laughs> made it DC really. good. DC is
1: the go go. Yeah, but the miners, do you know how perfect it is? It's a double entendre, right? It it's the minor leagues and they're mining for gold, mm. golden nuggets. Like it's a perfect mm-hmm. nickname. I Isn't will there say already a team that's the miners. Are you thinking of the Mariners? No, no, no. I <laughs> think <laughs> like a team in Colorado.
0: Like School of our, Mines. I think no, I think it's, it's a uh an AAU.
1: Oh, then we can't do it. Yeah, no, no, no the I, Nuggets can't. Not if there's an AAU team in Denver, Colorado. <laughs> a powerhouse at that. Oh, I'm Jeez. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that Sarcastic like. Adam. Yeah. Uh, but to answer his question about Colorado Springs, almost guarantee you, when and if the Nuggets ever get a G League team, it will not be in Colorado Springs. Oh. Uh, I think that part of the. There's a lot of different reasons to get a G League team, and some of those are to try to expand into new markets. And Denver already has Colorado Springs as much as they ever will. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to go out to Omaha or Albuquerque or Montana or something oh. like that. Oh, Now he's interested. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, something like that I think do. is probably more likely and more suitable to what they're trying to do. Like Cheyenne. Yeah, oh. even that one seems a little close, though. You know, like Cheyenne, I guess Cheyenne. like
5: Montana. <laughs> <laughs>
3: All right, and then let's finish it off with Iceman, who always comments on here. Thank you, Iceman. He said, Allie. Rockies win the week, and good to hear you, RK.
1: What up? Great question.
3: <laughs> but we gotta we gotta read all the comments. Um, thank you for everyone who left comments. Be sure to go leave reviews as well on wherever you listen to your podcasts, and leave us more questions. And don't forget to vote on who won the week. And that's that's all we've got for you today. So stay tuned for next week. Go Buffs. Go Buffs.
4: Big Moose. <laughs>